back, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for Sales Strategy and Enablement. I'm Alistair Wolcock, Chief Strategy Revenue Officer, joined by my co-host, founder and CEO, Howard Brown, the pioneer and recognized authority in all things revenue science, April Change. Howard, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Excited to be here again with you, Alistair. You know, it's been um, a little bit since you and I got together, Howard, and today is just us, and we want to dive into a topic that is uh, kind of drifted quickly in and out of the news, but is really important to most people on their go-to-market efforts, and that's email. Now, I'm not the most excitable person when it comes to email. I find it largely annoying. But apparently I'm not the only person because as we have now seen with the changes announced by Yahoo, Google, and many other big email providers, they've launched a new era of how we're going to have to reshape communication. And in just to give the quick insights to everybody, the announcements and changes they've done is going to impact all bulk sending email worldwide. It's going to create tighter domain authentication, simplified unsubscription processes, and really looking at making sure you're very much compliant with any spam rates that are going. Now, in a world, Howard, where, frankly, spray and pray marketing and sales has been the go-to mantra in email for several years now, these rules endeavor to change that. What have you read? What are you thinking? And and let's dive into that a little bit for our audience here today on you know, how do we how do we help people get around and understand what what's happening with these rule changes with email? Yeah, well, I think first of all, um, nobody's going to get around it, right? We all have to comply with the rule changes. And let me be the one to say, thank goodness, it is about time. The, the spray and pray methodology where you're just going to send out a message to as many people as possible, hoping that you are able to snag somebody who's interested in your wares. Those days are gone. People are too busy. They're too distracted by too much. And the idea of just having tons of spam in our inbox is a waste of productivity and time for everybody. As you know, today's buyers, they're focused on what they need. And if you're not adding value to them through every form of communication, you're just going to be blocked. You're not going to have another at-bat. And I think we've always focused at Revenue.io on adding value. Our tools were focused on how to better communicate with one another, how to make sure sales reps were helpers. We're helping people make purchase decisions. We're helping people better communicate with their customers. It was never about simply spamming everybody, creating lists, allowing your reps to simply email out to a bulk list in hopes of targeting somebody. It's always been about creating very focused, targeted campaigns that go after the ICPs and the personas and get them engaged. And remember, a lot of times engaging means somebody's already on your website. They've already shown intent. That's when email and these forms of communication are the most important and the most valid. When I think about the changes that 
Gmail and Yahoo and some of the others are making good, right? It goes back to it's it's time for this to be done. All of these engagement platforms that essentially were creating the spam was giving essentially all the businesses that were using those tools poor domain scores um, and and poor branding. I when I see a message come in and I get spammed over and over, I block and the chances of me buying something from a service or product that's spamming me is almost none. So that's my quick and, and probably lengthy take on it. Well, I, I'm I'm doubling down on your thankfulness, Howard, in that I have for a long time felt that email is a, what we're saying is frame pay prey tool as opposed to what it should be, which it should be a medium to share rich digital content complex ideas that require me to synthesize and read through and not another email that is gets sending me a breakup email because I didn't reply to your five previous ones. <laughs> because man, I, I, all those breakup emails I've broken up with apparently a lot of people, but jokes aside on this, right? It, it has real ramifications. So just so the audience knows this rule change applies to Anybody that is effectively is sending over 5,000 emails a day, which, you know, that, that may sound like a lot on the top, but you think that when people are downloading using content targeting data to the tune of tens to hundreds of thousands a month, it doesn't take much to get to sending 20, 30, 50, 100,000 emails a day. So most companies are going to be impacted by these rule changes. And it's, and it's requiring some specific rates as well, like the... When we calculated this out, it was looking that you have to be below a 0.3% threshold in terms of monitoring your complaint rates associated with all this stuff as well. So if you're still going to send out, you need to know what's happening and where it's going, who's not liking what you're sending on top of this. So CIOs are suddenly going to really decide, I think, internally, CIOs who we don't deal with as much but certainly going to have a front seat on this, creating corporate policies in their companies that are going to be affecting their go-to-market teams that say, we are no longer going to bulk send email. And I think, Howard, that in itself, when I think of the landscape of revenue technologies and engagement technologies, you know, you nailed it, right? They've, they've kind of relied upon this idea of, well, we just send these sequences and hit everybody and see what happens. Whereas now you're really going to need very advanced analytics. You absolutely need to have good authentication. And really the emphasis is going to be back on the personalization. And do you actually at least have a modicum of an idea of who you're going to reach out to? Because if I've taken the amount that you can send and cut it down exponentially, isn't that send going to be really critical going forwards? Like, it doesn't have to be a lot better than it's ever been before. And and as I said, no more breakup emails to try to guilt me into responding. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's going to require every company to think about their outreach strategy because current outreach strategies are not going to work anymore. So what does that mean? So when you think about revenue.io and our partnership with Dun & Bradstreet, for example, it's all about finding the right contact at the right company and using our AI to recommend who 
you should be reaching out to and what message using things like our generative email to help write um, advanced copy and make those suggestions as to what is important that your prospect or customer would want to actually engage in. Um, again, I'm really excited about all the opportunity for generative, but most importantly, how do I craft email that's going to add value to my prospect or customer? What do I need to be specifically addressing? And that's where using generative to find out more about your prospect, to understand their writing styles, to understand what's important to them. What are they um, creating content around? What business problems are they trying to solve? So it goes back to quality over quantity. And you want to have tools today that improve your effectiveness and your productivity, but highly focused on creating messaging both in how you communicate verbally as well as your written ability to really connect with your buyers and customers. If you're not focused on better connection, if you're not focused on more value, you're just going to be left behind. So I urge all CIOs, all heads of marketing and sales to really look at the tools that they're using because if there are not built-in, purpose-driven applications to essentially make certain that reps aren't just doing the spray and pray you're going to get yourself in trouble. And when your domain gets blocked, that's a serious curse because it's not just getting blocked from bulk email. It's your ability to communicate with your customers as well. So it's something we all need to take very seriously. So I, I, I love this. I want to be careful, Howard. There's some things here I'm, I'm super excited about that we've brought to market and we've, we've built. And normally we don't like to go too much down into what we've done on this particular podcast and things like that. But but I'm going to make a bit of an exception today because what you're queuing in on, if I put my old gardener hat on, there's lots of vendors out there that are saying, hey, here's how you're going to write the perfect email. Here's, if you're talking to this person, here's like a thing you want to say and stuff you want to pick up on. But when I think of what we've done and 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 you had this epiphany of how do I actually take the conversation? How do I take the engagement and use generative AI and actually really build hyper-personalized and not just hyper-personalized, like here's the role, but personalized on literally the conversation that's being had. How do I take that and automatically write and build rich context specific advice coming out of it? And look, I'm I'm a convert of this. Um and and audience, look, even internally, my use case, what Howard's alluding to here, I can now take any conversation that's had with any customer, instantly see what has occurred in a summarized brief way. I can see exactly what the reps are sending back out and the emails that are there that all correlate to exactly the actions, the topics, the personas, all of those things. That's meaningful email. That's personalized email. Like I even read these things and I hate email with a capital H. I know I hate many things. And I go, <laughs> this is this is pretty cool now. I go, this is nice, simplified, this works, it's on point. But it all started with the conversation and the engagement, not some mythical template of what's gonna work better in some some way. Um you know, are you 
you we're working with our R&D team, literally getting that. We've got it to market. It's been wildly successful over summer into full time and winter now for us. But, you know, where does this go next? Uh-huh. Look, it's um, it's an exciting time. It's an incredible time to be in sales tech and martech in in anything that touches the customers. And as as we all know, generative AI is a game changer. Uh, our ability now to understand context, understand what people are saying, what they're not saying, to be able to dissect a conversation to make certain that the reps, whether they're emailing or having a phone conversation or a Zoom meeting, are addressing the concerns that their buyers and prospects have. Because there's a lot of times people ask you questions and you don't answer the question. I'm probably doing it right now on the podcast, right? It's super easy to do that because you sort of go down a track and sometimes you get lost. And the beauty is I feel like all of these new tools are essentially giving us guardrails to be better communicators. And that's what we really need, right? At the end of the day, your buyers are looking for help. They're looking for solutions and they have a lot of questions. They have a lot of challenges at their business and your role as a sales rep is to help address them, is to help a bright paint a brighter future for them. And so Think about today, our ability to understand what someone is doing on your website, the intent they're showing uh, in your products or in your services, the intent they may be showing through their own search online, and then being able to listen to their conversations, understand the questions that they're asking and maybe those things they're not asking, and then crafting an email to address both the concerns that they brought up as well as trends and benchmarks that you understand about their industry, that is value add. And that's where I see this going. So I have a question then with, with that in mind, because you bring up that you brought this up twice now. I think it's a really interesting use case, right? So it's hyper-personalized. I mean, really good focus, calm, your insight around the industry, domain, all of those things. The mantra is often being, especially on inbound, right? Inbound activity and to an extent outbound sales. A lot of sequencing across all the vendors starts with email. Mm-hmm. Should engagement start with email going forward? It's like if I if I have now drastically limited at bats, like a strong guardrails as a CIO being put in place. Do I is this is this a renaissance of actually phone calls coming back of actually people reaching via text about other areas? Yes. So you're asking the guy who has billions of recorded conversations that have dissected communication through um, verbal communication. Um, Look, I think that the honest answer is it depends. It very much depends. And, And what I would say is if you have trouble reaching someone through a phone call, is it? Right. And they don't pick up the phone or you can't navigate a phone tree or they have a gatekeeper you can't get through. But but you have somebody who's clearly been to your website, maybe even been on your pricing page. That 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 is a person that's clearly interested in the product or service you provide. Email may be the perfect vehicle to reach out to that person saying, Hey, saw you were on our website. 
checked out our pricing page, downloaded our security document, looked at our implementation guide, you clearly have some interest. If I can be helpful, here's my phone number, here's my calendar. So that that is a different sort sort of email than some sequence that's you know not very targeted, not very specific, and certainly doesn't address the fact that they're interested in what it is that you provide. Wait. So I think historically, people have just again spray and pray, hit as many people as possible. That's gone. And don't don't get me wrong, that is gone. But is email as a first um, as a first vehicle for reaching some people? I think the jury's still out on that. I'm a huge advocate of conversations, of meetings, of live chats on websites, of SMS. I'm a huge champion of, listen, wherever a customer is interested in talking to you, whatever that vehicle, whatever that channel, we need to be available and we need to be available to address their needs in the moment. So I, I I agree, Howard. You know my position on this. I'm a I'm a big believer in whenever you can have a more personalized and intimate conversation, regardless of channel, you should. Right? Like it's it's very simple. That's that's where relationships are built. And and I know in go to market in sales in particular or in customer success, but definitely sales, there's been a relationship sales is kind of a bad cliche to it because associated with the um, whining, dining, golf game sales rep types, right? When the reality is and you know, a relationship that is built upon the importance of, a, of genuine, authentic care, dare I say, empathy around your business, your problems, you know, that's going to create a meaningful interaction. But meaningful interaction requires work. And this is where generative coupled with the understanding of how to apply empathy, I think is really important, right? He is a rep anymore, the expert on every industry. You probably don't need to be an expert on every industry. But you should be using targeting activation data and other things like that. You mentioned Dun & Bradstreet earlier or Bombor or these other you know, providers. And how is that being action to provide you an insight before you hit send, and hopefully is tying into, if your CIO is progressive, a tool that is self-generating the email based on that context, and then you're taking the time to make sure it's personalized. Instead of pushing the big green button that says, here's your five-step sequence that's going to ping Howard and Alistair today on why your technology is so great because I went to your website. Am I capturing that right? I think you're capturing it perfectly. And uh, it's the combination of AI and human intelligence and context. And again, keeping that core theme of how can I be helpful to my buyer? How can I add value? Yes, yes, yes. And so um, February 1st is coming quickly. It is. You know, we're, we're, we're sitting here just before the holidays, um, assuming the podcast gets out before the holidays here. And yeah. February 1st is right around the corner. So you need a plan, you need a strategy, and you need to make sure that your sales reps and your marketing team are not going to harm your domain. Because I urge you again, 
be careful. If your domain is harmed, it's not just going to impact your ability to send marketing email. It's going to impact your ability to communicate with your customers today. So get on it quickly. Thousand percent. And, uh, and I'm going to say this is largely sales and marketers listening to us. Be proactive. Sit down with your CF, uh, CIO ASAP before the holidays. Right, you know, your CIO. Last thing that you need is a you know a quick policy put out from that side of the the company, and you're not lined up correctly on the causation that you just outlined, Howard. You know, go understand SPF and DKIM processes with the domain authentication. Go look at how you're building unsubscription processes, monitoring complaints, and absolutely getting a personalized approach going. And I think that's where generative comes in in a big, big way, right? So, Howard, I, I didn't actually think we'd be able to cover a full podcast on email. There you go. One of my least favorite topics that we managed to get. Listen, as we come to a close, you know I love my trivia. So I'm going to use, use the trivia uh, guy today if, uh, if you're up for it. I'm always up for trivia. You're always up for trivia. Okay, good. Well, this is, this is actually, I was quite excited about this particular question. And audience, join along and see if you can guess here. So, Howard, I'm going to give you four choices to this question, all right? And it's email-related to keep our theme going here today. So, when you think about this, I want to talk about who pioneered email. So, who sent the first email and what was the message about? Who sent the first email and what was the message about, all right? And no, no, no asking any systems as I go here. All right. So number one, A, was it VidSurf for testing networks protocols? B, was it Tim uh, Berners-Lee who was announcing the World Wide Web? C, was it Ray Tomlinson with a test message like Q-W-E-R-T-Y-U-I-O-P, the QWERTY? Or D, Mark Anderson introducing the Mosaic browser. I'm going to have to go with Ray just because that whole acronym you gave, and I know how much you love acronyms, um, but I'm definitely not sure. You guessed well. Yes. See, it is. The first email ever sent in the message was, was from Ray Tomlinson, and it was the QWERTY one. QWERTY uh, is also used today in authentication still to this day. And he is credited with sending it in 1971. That is, was believed to be the QWERTY message is the first email. So there you go, from 2023 to 1971. Do you think Ray had any idea how many spam emails were going to be sent back in 1971? And if he did, would he actually have invented email? Because if you think about the productivity killer that is an email, um, certainly it's done some amazing things, but boy, uh, I don't think Ray himself had any idea the, the amount of processing and spam and carbon admission and gosh knows what else uh, came out of that email. Would you say 1971? 1971. Wow. Now, at the same token, I'd like to think that Ray's sitting there going, but you know what? Despite all of the noise and ineffectiveness, when we all got that first Bing, you've got mail and how cool it was when we're like, man, I can send a photo to my aging parents or I can use it as a collaborative, meaningful tool. 
I hope he takes some pride in that side and not the uh, not the breakup emails or bad sequencing. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Alistair. Great to see you, Howard. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. And please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast, Sales Strategy Enablement. And do submit your questions to Howard and I both online and via our phone number. We'll do our best to answer them on a future episode. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful week.